thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to our home. This is our kitchen table where Jenny and I eat dinner together. So excited to share God's Word with you today. Good morning, Summerbrook. We hope you're having a great Mother's Day. Uh, I just wanted to share with you a story about when our kids were little. Uh, Mary, our oldest, had just turned three about a month before. Amy Grace was 16 months old when our youngest was born. Um, and I, usually I'm the kind of person that when I wake up, I get dressed, I, I, I make my bed, I, I'm ready for the day. Well, about probably about two times those first couple of months after Brad was born, Joey came home and I met him at the door with the baby in my arms and just said, I need you to go back out, go to McDonald's, go to the grocery store, go somewhere, get us some food and come home because I don't have anything ready. Um, the kids were alive and well, so that was a good thing. I, I knew I had taken care of them, changed their diapers, fed them, read to them, played with them. It was a wonderful time, but I was so tired and I, I had gotten nothing else done. The house was totally a wreck. But um, anyway, those times passed pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, busy. We were tired, but it was worth it. How did we get through those times? Oh, you just do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and also, uh, we want you to know this. We realize this could be a difficult time for some of you. Maybe you lost your, your mom this past year or recently, or maybe you've um, had struggles with relationships where there's some broken relationships or a, a wayward child and you, you're just really feeling it inside, or maybe you've had a miscarriage or you haven't been able to get pregnant. Uh, I just want you to know our prayers are with you and uh, we're just believing God's grace and God's miracle working power can bring healing in your life and, and uh, just bring great uh, impact and uh, so we just want you to know our hearts go out to you as we dig into God's word together today. You know I, this message is to help all of us and make an impact on the next generation. Uh, if you have kids in the home, the uh, being raising your kids for the Lord, or maybe you have uh, adult kids, uh, still making an impact in their lives, or it may be that you. Uh, or uh, discipling others who are new Christians, or you lead a small group, or you're in a small group, or you're involved in the youth ministry here at Summerbrook, or our kids ministry. Uh, whatever area, we, we believe this message will help you apply to make an impact in all these different areas. And and guys, I want you to know it crosses over to you as well. It's not just for ladies. Uh, just think about, uh, ladies or guys, about the 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 family system you're in right now and approach it from the life circumstance you find yourself in right now of how you can pass it down to the next generation. So let's dig into God's word to get answers from God's word to help us uh, to make a difference and pass, make an impact in the next generation. Uh, let's look at John 8 verse 12. Scripture says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John shares in the book of John seven I am statements. And this is a second I am statement he makes in the scripture. And this one is, I am the light of the world. And what we see from this passage is that Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. So what we learn here is that Jesus will lead the way so we don't walk in darkness. Now that's great news to know that he's going to lead the way 
And then we just follow him, the light, so that we can have light to not walk in darkness. Meaning he will illuminate the way. Jesus illuminates the way for us. How many of you have uh, woken up in the middle of the night and it's really dark and you're walking around and you can't find you, you haven't cut on any light switches on and you're just walking in the dark to uh, to go get some get something to eat or whatever and you stub your toe you hurt yourselves uh, because you weren't you didn't have any lights on how many of, if you're watching online wherever you're watching online go ahead if you'd like raise your hand let me know yeah you've done that before or make a comment in the comment section in the chat box that you personally yeah you've you've gotten hurt in the dark well this is a great understanding of how important Jesus is in any area of our life, that we're able, uh, that he lights the way for us so we don't stumble into darkness. And that is good news during COVID-19. And so as we're talking about impacting the next generation, we need to realize that Jesus lights the way for us. And, And another cool insight here is that Jesus is in the temple when he shares that I am not a light in the world, but he says, I am the light of the world. And so what we learn from this in the temple is that there is a burning lamp in the temple. And we read in uh, Exodus and uh, Leviticus, and I'll read one of the passages in Leviticus 24, 1 and 2. It says, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, command the people of Israel to bring your you pure oil from beaten olives for the lamp, that a, a light may be kept burning regularly. So they were to keep this lamp continually burning so that it was lit up. And it was, it was an example that Jesus is the lamp. He is the light of the world. He burns bright continually for us as we come in relationship with him. So it's so important that we help the next generation encounter, experience intimately the light of Jesus so that they they can be saved and then they follow him to walk in it. So we begin to teach them how to do this. Now, John's really into light here. I want you to know that. The book of John uses light to describe the work of Christ 16 times in the book. We see in John 1, verse 4 and 5 and verse 9, as, as John is writing here, he says, In him was life, referring to Jesus, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then in verse 9, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And then we see in the Old Testament, in uh, Psalms 119, verse 105, Your word, O God, is a lamp to my feet, and a light to my path. So encountering the light takes you out of darkness. Walking in the light keeps you from walking back into darkness. See, God's word brings light to our current circumstances, our current situation, and the path we're going. So it lights up our feet, our current situation, but then it's a, it, it also helps us see the light for the path that we're walking towards and in the future. And that is good news. He illuminates the way for us. So, Jenny, what are some practical ways that you'd like to share about how we can help the next generation and our kids walk in the light? 
So we can't give our kids something that we don't already have ourselves. So our relationship with God is paramount in us being able to help our kids know who God is. Um, I, I think that as your kids see you reading your Bible, um, they see you thanking God for the food that he's provided. Um, they see how you react in different situations. And even when you mess up, they know that that's not who you usually are. That's not how you usually would handle something that you're not. Um, don't try to be secretive about it when they when they see you lose your temper or whatever. Don't Just, you know, say, you know, I, I messed up. That is not the way I should have done that. That's not the way God would have us handle things. And, you know, I've asked God to forgive me. I, I hope you'll forgive me and um, just be real and authentic. And as you are striving to know God yourself, they're going to catch on to that because they catch more than you just what you say. What you do is so much more than yeah. what you say. What you say is very important too, but it's got to be backed up. Yeah. That, With that, action. That's awesome. I, I think another practical example, referring back to last week when I talked about how Satan knows our game film, and we need to know our game film, right. that we need to know when we when we sin, we need to realize what caused us to sin. What was the pattern? What was the predictable pattern, the game film, that we can look at in our personal lives so that we don't stumble again? And then what we can do is, as we learn that, help our kids learn their own game film so that they know the predictable patterns of when they stumble, when they fall into sin. And we've actually provided a link that you can click onto. It's a, a four to five step process where you can learn your own game film and then pass that on to your kids. Uh, another one that I recommend is soap journaling. Uh, I, we, and I've provided a link about what soap journaling is, but many of you in the church have uh, have taken the challenge of starting to soap journal. And I want to encourage you. I got so many spots here where I've spent time with God's word, where I can go back to where God's spoken to me in scripture and I've written it down. And that way I can pass it down to my kids and to the church and to the, those that I'm discipling. So I, I feel like that's a, a couple of really good, um, tips on that. Any other thoughts on the game film or no, I just think that that's key that they, um, know that while that we want them to be confident in who they are and, and who the gifts God gave them and all those things, we don't want them to be arrogant and to think that they're beyond failing because that is, pride is a big time issue for all of us if we're not careful. So I think helping them work through things that they're dealing with and, and just be honest and that this is something, you know, we've got to get better at. Yeah, I, I think that's huge. really good. Yeah. Another tip on uh, walking in the light. Uh, Total Truth by Nancy Piercy, a great book of helping shape, uh, passing down the Christian worldview to your kids and for you as adults to to have inside of you. She shares about, on uh, page 19 of the book, she shares, as Christian parents, pastors, teachers, and youth group leaders, we constantly see young people pulled around by the undertow of powerful cultural trends. If all we give them is heart, a heart religion, it will not be strong enough to counter the lure of attractive, dangerous ideas. Young believers also need brain religion, training in worldview and apologetics to equip them to analyze and critique the competing worldviews they will encounter when they leave home. So there's this undertow of a powerful cultural trends that, that are trying to take away 
them growing in Christ. And, and so uh, we really want to share a tool that we used with that as well that we learned from John Maxwell. Yeah. So um, early on, we heard John Maxwell talk about this. His dad used to pay him to read books that he wanted him to read. Um, spiritual books, other classic books, books that would help him grow and mature. And we just thought that was a brilliant idea. And so early on, we started paying our kids to read. One of our children probably would have done it for free. The other two, we, we did have to pay, but we ended up just paying them all. Um, and that was a really great thing because books that maybe they wouldn't have read on their own, um, it, it wasn't like, you've got to read this. It was, hey, we'll pay you 20 bucks if you want to read this yeah. book. And um, even last year, all our kids are grown on their own, married. Um, and, but we, we there was this one book that I really wanted them to read um, that I just thought was so wonderful. Uh, very biblically based, solid book. And... Um, I gave we gave them a hundred dollars if they wanted to read it. We actually had some takers on that, yeah. so we were pretty excited. Yeah, but that's been a good. Will thing you for give us. me a hundred bucks if I read this again? You already read it. Oh, anyway, so <laughs> you know, I was. Um, uh, let's continue. There's a verse, Second Corinthians eleven, verse fourteen, where it says, "And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light." So it's really important that we help people, help the next generation get grounded in the light of Jesus. So they're not uh, distracted, they're not fooled by a counterfeit light. And so let's look at the next passage that with John 8, verse 13 and 14. Scripture says, So the Pharisees said to him, you are, here, you are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered, even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. And this is the big piece I want us to lean into. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from or where I am going. It is really important that we help the next generation know where they are from and where they are going. And so it's all about what do you do when you to help someone understand where they're from, how were they created and where they're going, their destiny, their design, what they were designed for, their purpose. You go to the beginning. You go to where uh, ma mankind was created. In Genesis 1, verse 27 through 29, uh, Scripture says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the uh, birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. It is a beautiful scripture here, where we see that man and woman's uh, that they they came from created by God, and so we help the uh, the next generation understand that they have a designer. That God fashioned them. So, and then what happens when they know that you have a designer? The designer is who you go to for your purpose. You were created by God, so then you go to God for your purpose. See, God created us with a purpose to, to have a job, to create cultures, to uh, to create civilizations, to do and honor the Lord in what we do. And so, it's really cool. So. Uh, Jenny, as we start to help the next generation 
understand that they were created by God. How do we help pass that down to the next generation? So I want to read to you guys from Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 5 and going through verse 7. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. I wanted to share um, some things that my mom did when I was growing up um, for me and my brothers. Um, This verse talks about when you sit, when you walk, when you lie. So it's just some of the things we do are intentional. Like we... Our kids went to church. They didn't have a choice whether they went to church, just like they didn't have a choice whether or not they were going to school. Um, Those two things were really important to us, so church was not an option. Our kids went to church. They went to youth group. Summerbrook has an awesome youth group. If if you are part of this church and you have kids and you're not using the youth group, you're, you're missing out. It's something that's really important for your kids. Our kids definitely did that, but... Um, and my mom, we, we were at church and we were at youth group. There was no question about that for, for, for her either. But um, I remember when I was, I want to say I was about four, and we were just out. I can't remember if we were driving in the car or if we had stopped at a park. Um, but it had just rained, and there was a beautiful rainbow in the sky. And my mom said, you know, Jenny, God put that rainbow in the sky to, to let Noah know that he would never flood the whole earth again. And we're going to get floods, Jenny. Sometimes the earth will flood, but the whole earth will never flood again because God gave us a promise and he sealed it with that rainbow. That's a sign. And so, you know, I'm sure she probably didn't wake up that morning thinking, I'm going to talk to them about rainbows today. But as we were walking along the way, as we were doing our daily things, that came up and she shared it. And that's something I think we need to do as parents um, and just as people that are trying to pour into others' lives. When we see something that God has done or um, just we have those opportunities, take them. I, I, I mean, that's been, that's been 45 years ago. I still remember my mom telling me about that rainbow, and I've never forgotten. And when I see rainbows, I remember the promise of God, that he's faithful to his promises, that he gives us those signs, it, you know. That's Pretty awesome. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I was thinking as you were sharing that, I was thinking how, uh, you know, with that verse throughout the day. One time uh, on a Mother's Day, uh, we were, I was trying to make sure our kids, they were all young. Uh, the oldest was probably uh, early junior high at the oldest. And um, I was trying to us to make a dinner for Jenny for Mother's Day. And I was getting irritated with the kids. I was like, you need to be doing your part. You need to be doing your part. Do this, do this. And I was getting antsy, and uh, uh, it, I was starting to mess up Mother's Day a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just know you're not going to have it perfect, but, but you got to catch yourself so you don't ruin the moment. But I was just Well, thinking, that was still a teaching moment, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then they, the kids said, well, Dad, you got to do your part, too. It's Mother's Day. <laughs> so. But anyway, a, a couple other things, uh, really, that I want to lean into as well when it comes to health helping the next generation understand their design uh, and their purpose in God is identity verses. I shared them with you several weeks ago for you personally, but I highly recommend, we added the link again down below, that you consistently read those to your the next generation so that they can get them in you themselves. If they know they're dearly loved by God and God's got a purpose for them, you'll change their future. 
you will change their life. And so I just want to encourage you to take hold of those in your own heart, but also pour them out to your kids and, and those you're shaping for the next, uh, the next generation. Also, Jenny mentioned about our youth ministry. Our youth ministry and kids ministry provide some materials that after they meet, you can ask those follow-up questions about what they learned and really apply it to their lives. So these are just other practical, and there's many other practical things you can do, but we just wanted to give you some tips uh, of how to impact the next generation on this Mother's Day. And, And just remember, John 8, verse 12 through 14 that Jesus is the light of the world, that he helps us not walk in darkness. He delivers us from it. And that we also, in him, know where we're from and where we are going. And so we wanted to close in prayer and praying uh, for for you as ladies. And Jenny, what area would you like to, to lead in prayer for? And then I'll actually pray a blessing over you as moms and as women as well. I want to pray for the women who are struggling. Yes. So, um, okay. Lord, we just thank you so much that you love us, that you know us, that um, nothing is beyond your reach or your concern. God, I pray for the women, Lord Jesus, who want to be moms. God, I pray that by this time next year, some of them would be holding their children. God, I pray that you would do a miracle, God, and that you would bring them children in Jesus' name. God, I pray for the moms that are struggling. Because their children are far from you, I pray that you would bring them back. Yes, God. I pray that you would bring them back to you, God. That that you'd answer the prayers of those mothers, of those fathers, God, that are praying for their kids to come back to you. Yes. God, I pray for the the moms um, whose kids are not in relationship with them, who... um, they they just have distanced themselves. God, I, I pray that you'd heal those relationships in Jesus' name. God, I pray for just any mom that's hurting right now, God, that you would step right into her situation, whether her children are sick or just far away, or um, maybe they know you and they love you and they love their mom, but they're struggling with something that's just so heavy. God, I just pray that you would move in a supernatural way in their lives and their families in Jesus' name. Yes. And God, I ask again for the moms who... Yes, God. The women who want to be moms who have not yet been blessed with children, that you will give them children and that by this time next year, Lord, Mother's Day next year, they will be holding children their own in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for every lady in our church. Lord, I pray for your blessings upon their lives. Lord, I pray that they would know that they are dearly loved by you, that they have a divine purpose from you, O God. Lord, we thank you for your love and your presence in their lives. I pray that they would know that they are forgiven in you, that they have been bought with a price, which is you, Jesus, on the cross, and that you are their heavenly Father, and that you got good plans for them. And so we thank you for your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness, your purpose, that we find our identity and design in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining with us. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day.